Hey, Wholesome. Happy New Year. You have any New Year's resolutions? Oh, you know, uh, just some pretty basic things. I was going to climb Mount Everest, uh, potentially go to the moon. They got the Space Force now, so that seems pretty likely. Um, if I get a little free time, I'll, you know, come up with a cure for cancer. I, I like to keep my dreams feasible. Oh, uh, maybe go to the gym like three times a week. Wow, wow. Oh, that sounds great. Totally realistic in every way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know how I do. What about you? Uh, I'm not so sure about resolutions. People like to say things to kind of make themselves sound good, but there's such little follow-through, you know? That's depressing. Let's be a beat. Maybe this year, they're going to pull it off. Sure. And maybe this year, he'll actually go to the gym three times a week. <laughs> hey, I feel like you're implying that I'm not going to do that, and I, <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it work, along with the three other things that were very impressive. Well, I had no doubts about the other ones. It's just that gym thing. <laughs> Somehow that hurts the most. Well, I believe everyone can follow their dreams with just a little nudging. You know, it's funny that you say that. Check out what I wrote on this card before we started the show. Wholesome will say everyone can follow their dreams. What? What the? Were you leading me to say that? Ah, but you probably thought you were saying it freely. Oh, this is manipulation. Or was it just you exercising your free will? It's one of the many muscles I exercise and will be exercising three times a week. And yes, I said it because I wanted to. Or did you say it because I wanted you to? No, we're off to a terrible start. But we're off to a start nonetheless. Don't be ever startled by a Plato knowledge because we got our game unlocked. Will Vinny, Vinny, Vici, Mustachio, Nietzsche, and we'll never miss the marks, cause I'm awesome, and he's heathen, and this is our podcast show. <clears throat> Welcome back to another wondrous episode of our philosophy podcast. As always, we want to take important philosophical concepts and remove the boring academic inaccessibility of it. We're going to talk about them simply, like two friends who are just having fun. Which is exactly what we are. So be warned, we're not professional philosophers. We're actually quite the opposite, aren't we? Instead of getting paid to philosophize, we're paying to produce this podcast. We're anti-professional philosophers. <laughs> but if you've ever pondered life's questions, then you're a philosopher. And consider yourself welcomed to our show, where I aim to simplify the verbose philosophy. And I aim to make it relatable through pop culture. By the way, using words like verbose doesn't qualify as simplifying things. I love that you said that. Read this card. Wholesome will complain about the word for book. Oh, come on! Why, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> because today's topic is free will. Well, okay. We know what free will is. It's us choosing to do whatever we want. Deciding to have tie instead of a burger, taking the stairs, or taking the elevator. Our independent choices. What you're saying is that there has to be an alternative, right? You can't make a choice if there aren't alternative options. So free will, you're saying, is the ability to have chosen something else. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but what's the opposite? The idea that we may not be as free as we generally think we are has a few names. Fatalism, determinism, predeterminism. Those are the big ones, and there are very slight differences between the three. Mm, I'm some big words. All right, hit me, big brain. I love it. That's my new name, big brain. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> so determinism says that every action is caused entirely by a previous action it's a cause and effect and the effect in turn is the cause for another effect on and on forever 
So we're just along for the ride, kind of, not actually acting independently. Ooh, unsurprisingly, I've got a comic book character with that viewpoint. Pretend to be shocked. Well, that's the only reason we keep you around. That's your job on this show, so... And your job is to be a jerk. Anyways, Watchmen is one of the most famous graphic novels of all time. Graphic novel is a fancy way of saying comic books for grown-ups. Now you're claiming to be a grown-up? And that's probably why I didn't like Watchmen. Well, the the movie, at least. I'll be honest, I didn't read the heh, novel. Uh, remember that big, <laughs> remember that big glowing blue guy, uh, Mister Manhattan? I think his name was. Yeah, wasn't he naked all the time? It's etched into my brain for eternity. Oh my gosh, yeah, with hammers and chisels for sure. Um, but yeah, naked blue guy with god powers. That's his thing. He can see the causes and effects of everything and how everything is going to happen all of the time. And he's kind of just along for the ride. So in a way, he can kind of see into the past and the future using the power of philosophy. I'm sure you dig that power. That does sound exactly like a character with philosophy powers. Starting to sound like I could write a comic book or graphic novel. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, hopefully with less blue man nudity. Eh, no guarantees. I don't need any more nightmares, man. But right, the determinism is just a long string of things happening. Got it. What's the next one? Predeterminism says that all events, past, present, and future, are already determined. Meaning God, fate, destiny, or something else has previously decided everything and knows what's going to happen, including our human actions. Okay, so predeterminism sounds like the traditional view of destiny. Like, any movie that's got a chosen one. Like, Neo, you're the chosen one. The Oracle predicted that you'll go save the Matrix. Not save the Matrix. Other way around. My bad. But you know what I'm saying. the Matrix. Yeah, destroy the Matrix. The opposite of uh, saving. (laughs) Uh, Harry Potter was chosen. Um, Oh, goodness. Uh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. He was the chosen one. That was his actual name. Uh, I think that's a very relevant <laughs> reference. It's great, awful film. Uh, Is that the panda? No, no, that's that's Kung Fu Panda, and that's I, I'm sure he's also the chosen one. Everybody's the chosen one. That's destiny for you. <laughs> um, or there's uh, Oedipus, uh, like the Oedipus complex, right? Where ooh, yeah, tell us about that one. I would love to. Uh, from what little I remember about the Oedipus story, where uh, I think his dad has a son. And so he's the son. I phrased that poorly. And <laughs> uh, and the dad is like, whoa, you know, I just talked to this oracle and they said, my son is going to end up killing me and sleeping with my wife, his mom. He's like, I don't want either of the things to happen. Those are both awful. So I'm going to ship him away. And then through like a zany course of events, Oedipus ends up sleeping with his mom and killing his dad. I think he threw like a discus at like a competition and accidentally beheaded his dad or something ridiculous. So by virtue of him trying to avoid destiny, he made it happen. So not that this is going to make that story much better, but he wasn't aware that they were his mom and dad, right? Like he, he was adopted from, from what I remember, totally clueless. Yeah. Again, doesn't change the story much, but he wasn't aware of it. Because I guess then he would be like actively trying to, or he could have been trying to make it happen or trying to avoid it. So, but. Right. So so this would be like a predetermined thing. He had no idea and his father tried to make it not happen, but it's predetermined and it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 
I think we've all had that same experience. Um, you know, that's that's why there's a complex. Is I hope you mean uh, the same experience not sleeping with your mother, but more um, the other thing. I did not think that through. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> Let's talk about so the, last the last of the three. One. So we've got we've got determinism, predeterminism. Hit me with the last one, and then fatalism, which is in a way the kind of the understanding that results from determinism and predeterminism. So it's saying if everything, including the future, is already set, then we have no influence over the future or our own actions. And fatalism is that powerlessness to do anything besides what we will actually do. Options and choices are an illusion. Oh, yeah. That reminds me of my classic motto. Everything will happen exactly the way it does. Whoa. (laughs) It doesn't sound deep, but it kind of is and it kind of isn't all at the same time. I was thinking the exact opposite. (laughs) Forget you, man. Sounds deep, but is (laughs) it? But anyway, um, an example of this fatalist philosophy could be the idea of predestination in the Calvinist branch of Protestant Christianity. Oh, like uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Hobbes? Hobbes, you're right. And you're also right, yeah. The character of Calvin was named after a resident fatalist. And John Calvin, what he taught was that God, as an all-knowing being, knows what we're going to do before we even do it. And this all-knowing power is called omniscience, and it's pretty agreed-upon attribute of God in Abrahamic faiths and a few other religions. God knows everything. Makes sense. And Calvin says that since God knows everything, he knows what we're going to do before we do it, then whether we end up in heaven or hell is actually predestined, and there's not much you can do about that. Wow, okay, so fatalism sounds more like defeatism. I would become an Olympic athlete, except it's already been predecided that I will sit here on my couch and binge eat Doritos until I explode. I don't judge you for your life choices, Wholesome. Eat those Doritos. You don't really have a choice in the matter anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so fatalism sounds like destiny, but for sad boys. Uh, honestly, though, they all sound pretty similar and, you know, a little disconcerting across the board. Well, for our purposes, we can take them all to mean basically the same thing, but why is it disconcerting? If everything's already set, if the if the book's already been written, whether we want to or not, whether we're aware of it or not, we're all simply following a script, and, well, that we may think we're constantly making choices and acting according to our, to our will, we're actually not, and to me, that sounds pretty bummer. Maybe we are actually just the effects of earlier causes. Man, I'm not so sure about this, man. I, I mean, you and I decided to record this episode right now instead of doing something else, anything else. We decided to create this podcast. No one told us to or made us do it. It was just a lot of gumption, you know? We decided. We chose. Well, how about this? Let's look at uh, the physical world. As scientific thinkers, I think most people would agree with determinism in the sense that determinism is basically just cause and effect. If we're looking at the tea that spilled out of my mug, the cause would be me shaking it. Or if ice melts, the cause is that it was heated up. You know, there's a cause and then an effect. Yeah, yeah, okay, for sure. Everyone agrees with cause and effect in the physical world, but how does that apply to free will? Well, okay, since most people agree with the notion of free will and and determinism, even if you're only thinking about physical determinism, it's still, the two aren't compatible. And if that's the case, it may not be rational to hold both beliefs of free will and determinism. Mm. And 
so our so-called decisions come from within us, right? Well, where within us? For most people, it's our brains. And isn't the brain a physical object made up of matter? Our brains are hormones and electricity, a biological thing, which in turn is a physical thing. And we agree that the physical world is deterministic. Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, I see where you're going, but but I absolutely feel free. I had Subway for dinner last night, and I definitely had the option of having Panera Bread instead. But I chose to have Subway. Okay. So there's, there was an alternative, and you could have chosen differently. That sounds like free will, but why did you choose Subway? Mm, I don't know. I, I just did. But we're rational beings, right? Things have reasons. And if we can't explain our reasoning or understanding, then we have to be willing to reconsider our way of thinking. Isn't it possible that you don't know why you chose Subway, but there was an unknown cause for it? Oh, like uh, Descartes' evil demon from a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good recollection. But uh, no demon this time, unless you consider yourself a demon. Ooh, is this going to turn into Freudian psychology? You're walking into my territory, buddy. Well, not quite that crackpot, but I guess it could be considered psychology. Aren't we all just the products of our beliefs, desires, and our dispositions or nature? How so? Well, you believe that Subway is delicious, you desired something delicious, and you have a disposition for buffalo sauce, which is what I imagine you ordered. Well, but I also think any place with buffalo anything fits all of those qualifications. Sure. Um, That's kind of the most surface level. But digging deeper, you may find other factors at play. Um, I don't know. Maybe you're trying to be healthy and you think Subway is healthier than other buffalo options. Or maybe you're lazy by nature and Subway was closer. There could be any number of factors. Uh, But what if we try to simplify it even further by taking out as many factors as possible? Uh, instead of talking about the whole world of food, let's talk about just um, <laughs> juice. If I have the option of apple juice or orange juice. Here we go again. You already know it. I'm going to pick orange juice 10 out of 10 times. There are a lot of factors at play here. I just want orange juice. I'm going to pick up on a specific word you used there. Want. You said you want orange juice. But can you control what you want? I mean, yeah. There's a difference between doing something and wanting something, of course, but think about how much say you have over just your wants themselves. Think about uh, the last person you liked. Like, liked, liked? (laughs) If that's the way you want to put it, sure. Now, imagine not wanting to like that person. It's a lot harder to do. Are we talking about your love life, Ethan? What? No, 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 no. (laughs) Do you want your heart's desires to be different? Uh, That's neither here nor there. But your wants aren't entirely in your control. More than yours. (laughs) Again, how you act upon that want or don't act is a different matter. I'm just focusing on the want itself. That's just a fact about you. Okay, so I'm faced with apple juice or orange juice, and you're saying I pick orange juice because I want it and my wants aren't up to me. So it's not really a free choice. Yes, exactly. Uh, You think it was a decision entirely independently made by you, but it was influenced by something you have no control over. Here's where you're wrong. 
I, as a rational and brilliant being, choose not to be a slave to my wants, and I pick apple juice instead, as unappealing as that may be. It's easy to see that I'm doing it just to be difficult, but I can still do it. No, you're not being difficult. You just want to regain your free will. And regain it I have. But you want to regain your free will. Why, who knows? But it's another want. And remember, we said we don't have full control over our wants. Again, think of something that you want and try to not want it. You can decide to not act on it, but you can't not want it. And if you want to change your want, that's just another want. I want you to want me. And honestly, the word want doesn't sound like a real word anymore. Right at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, there's an effect for that in psychology, but I'm going to spare us that. Let's um, let's move on. I'm looking that up. <laughs> nope, we're, we're go ahead. <laughs> OK, so continuing. If you think of free will as being able to do whatever you want, sure, you can do whatever you want, but you can't control what you want. So by doing whatever you want, you're following something outside of your control. And what's so free about that? I was looking it up. I'm back with you. I There's a term, and I'm going to find this term. Oh, semantic satiation. All right. What? <laughs> I'm sure you were saying important things. What were they? <laughs> um, nothing beyond just changing the philosophical world. But uh... <laughs> All right. Got it. Um, I... I just, just say the last sentence. I'll be with you, man. <laughs> Back to what the listeners came to us for. I was just talking about how free will is not a thing at all. Or uh, to put it in more detailed terms, we can do whatever we want to do, sure. But if we can't control what we want to do, then doing whatever you want to do is just following something outside of your control. And I'm happy to say that again. It's following something outside of your control. And what's so free about that, you know? Oh, no. Yeah, this is terrifying. That would mean that I have control over nothing. Heck, then it's like everything that is going to happen is going to happen just because. I will react to the rain on my head excitedly because nature and nurture have raised me to frolic. It's just chaos theory at this point. You know, chaos theory, I like that you bring that up. That sounds like randomness and disorder but it's actually just determinism played out further so chaos theory talks about how there's a pattern behind the disorder think about the butterfly effect a butterfly flapping its wings may affect the air around just itself which in turn affects further conditions and further away and eventually that could all aggregate to create a hurricane halfway around the world I actually know about this one, once again, because of comic books. Uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Wanda in the Avengers movies. They haven't really talked about like what she can do. Everyone's just like, yeah, she's got glowy red powers. Uh, but in one of the comic book uh, versions, she can affect probability by doing chaos theory math. And she has to do the math on how likely it is that something will happen. But when she does the math, she can make that less likely thing happen with her control. So it's like she's looking at what that deterministic perspective is going to be and then just tweaking that equation a little bit. So her superpower is doing statistics? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty lame when you say it like that. 
No, I was thinking the exact opposite. Statisticians are awesome. That's what I meant to say. You you go, stat, stat dudes. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So she's changing that determinism. Yeah, solid example. I mean, that brings up really big questions about, you know, determinism and reality in general at that point but yeah let's let's uh let's just let comic books be comic books so i like what you said right there it brings up big questions and some of this can sound scary but time and again you'll find that new ideas can be scary but they don't have to be the novelty itself and the fact that we haven't thought about this before the fact that our understanding of the world and ourselves is questioned is what's scary but once we think through it, we can get past that initial discomfort. Mm. So free will is a myth? Again, as always, I will never give you an answer from myself. But you're right. That's what determinism says, that free will and hard determinism are incompatible. But there's another school of thought called soft determinism, which is a middle ground of sorts and thinks the two are compatible free will and determinism are compatible. And because of that, it's also called compatibilism. Can we philosophize about why some philosophers are the worst at naming things? I'm looking at you, Descartes, and some names are almost uh, too simple. Why don't we talk about that another time? Same as compatibilism. We'll talk about that next time as well. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Hey, check this. Another card in Wholesome will say, well, thanks again for tuning in. Oh, come on. I, I say that every episode. That's not even destiny or anything. <laughs> I'm an oracle. Deal with it. Yeah, me too. Check this. I believe our listeners will tune into our next episode in two weeks with a consistent 10% drop-off in listenership. And we'll be talking about compatibility. Compatibilism. Nah, only a little, but I won't date you, so stop asking. Well, that's definitely my cue to go. See you in two weeks. Wholesome and Heathen do not endorse Subway. Wholesome kept asking if we could, but Heathen said the legal issues are complex. Wholesome and Heathen do, however, endorse introspective nature of free thought, whether or not said thoughts are truly free. Let us know what thoughts you were predestined to tell us in the comments.